Think about this. Once upon a time, society was led by the best and the brightest. We were informed. Now we're distracted. When there's something you should really think about, we'll point it out. So much material. So little bandwidth. Think about this. The media has a drum it's been banging since September 11, 2001. With each new terrorist attack, the world is told that Al-Qaeda is running highly sophisticated operations. Our enemy is highly organized and capable of using high technology against us. They plan operations years in advance, are highly secretive, and will strike whenever we let our guard down. We hear it from the press, the government, and every talking head expert who can be squeezed into a soundbite. And it's all utter nonsense. Within hours of the 9-11 attacks, TV commentators opined how difficult it was to coordinate four simultaneous hijackings of cross-country flights, and bureaucrats echoed this cry. The claim seemed plausible, but that's because no media star, no bureaucrat, nor politician has ever had to book a flight online. There are multiple sites where simply requesting a list of Boston to LAX flights will provide pages of data, and picking out flights leaving at the same time is child's play. The 9-11 Commission report as well as numerous books on the subject, point out that one of the hijackers rented a hotel room outside of Washington using a credit card in his own name, and that the CIA knew his name. Moreover, this same hijacker had rented an apartment from an FBI informant in San Diego. No alias, no untraceable cash transactions, no sophistication. The hijacking plan lacked even the most basic level of sophistication. The four flights were departing at the same time, so they could be taken at the same time. If the hijackers wanted to guarantee this would happen, each team would have made a call to a central planner to report their flight status. Once all the teams reported in, the planner would tell them if the operation was on target or was to be scrubbed until later. The flight that went down in Pennsylvania was delayed in taking off, so the operation should have been scrubbed. Since there were no such phone calls, we know they'd not planned that far ahead. And the attack on the Twin Towers itself shows a lack of sophistication. The 1993 bombing had been predicated on the idea that one tower could be toppled into the other and then into a wide swath of destruction as the towers fell across the city. It would have been horrible if it had happened. And this clearly was the premise the 9-11 attackers were working under. The first plane hit high in an effort to tip that tower over. The second plane, seeing that the first had hit high and had not tipped the tower over, went lower. The pilot clearly thought he would be undercutting the building. There had been no reports prior to the attacks indicating the buildings would fail in the spectacular manner that they did. The hijackers were just treating the planes as car bombs with wings. They were expecting similar results and, from Oklahoma City to Saudi Arabia, they had had ample evidence of how devastating those attacks could be. Another clue to the lack of sophistication in these bombings and this holds true for the events in Madrid and London as well, is that there was no second wave. A single ambulance packed with explosives could have easily driven into the assembly area at Ground Zero and destroyed police and fire vehicles, as well as killing many rescue personnel. The use of such second wave attacks is not unknown. They've occurred in Iraq on several occasions and have even been used by Christian abortion clinic bombers in the United States. The terrorist's supposed level of sophistication reached ridiculous proportions when it was said that four-year-old data on a computer meant the terrorists were planning to disrupt the 2004 presidential election. While the Madrid bombing and its effects certainly made election disruption seem like something that would appeal to Al-Qaeda, we were being asked to believe that they had started plotting to ruin our 2004 election back in 2000. 
this required them to be prescient enough to predict the first election's outcome, as well as the success of 9-11 and then the results of the war with Afghanistan. And if they were that bright, why were they dumb enough to stick around in Afghanistan, thumbing their noses at us? Lest anyone forget, not even Osama bin Laden has tried to spin the Afghan war into an Al-Qaeda victory. It hurt Al-Qaeda, and if the president had kept his eye on the ball, capturing Osama bin Laden would have killed Al-Qaeda. What is the problem with overestimating terrorist sophistication? There are two big dangers. The first is that by suggesting they are far more clever than could be imagined, officials are absolved of responsibility for their failures. Moreover, they appear to be justified in demanding secret power to combat this infernal menace, and yet there's no accountability for their action. In the name of national security, we will never be told how many plots have been thwarted, yet hinting that many have will cause the bureaucrats to retain their power. Second, and far more dangerous a problem, is that a belief in the enemy's sophistication has us looking at highly sophisticated plots when it's the low-tech ones that cause trouble. The United States can't even prevent children with guns from walking into schools and shooting classmates, which is about the least sophisticated attack around. If authorities are looking for complications, they miss simplicities. And it is the simple stuff that gets built into the complex. Stop the simple stuff, and the complex will never be a threat. It's something to think about.